this is a new thing we're going to try where we've read the first five pages of a popular young adult novel and we're going to talk about those five pages so taylor (laughs) (laughs) just over here being weird while you blather on (laughs) yeah she's she's over there dancing and things like that so with my teeth out like a squirrel (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you want to explain kind of why we thought this would be interesting to do you can explain it oh okay (laughs) um well we kind of thought that it would be an interesting way to set the scene for a book because those first five pages can be really important in the story it yeah. establishes your main character. It establishes your setting. It often discusses what the goals of the main character and therefore the story are. Um, and if you breeze through that and you don't pay attention to those details, you might not get as much out of the story. So we thought it might be fun to really do that with uh, a book that we thought sounded interesting. Yeah, if uh, I, my thinking is if someone has read the first five pages of this book, it'd be cool if they stopped and listened to this. And it would help them kind of get more into it and think about some different things. And it kind of gets you off, yeah. off and running, you know, as you read the rest of the book. Yeah, I also feel like it could be a cool teaser uh, for someone who hasn't read it and isn't sure they want to read it. And they hear us talking about it, and they're like, that sounds like a pretty cool setup to a story. Mm-hmm. I'm now interested in reading Warcross. We are going to be talking about Warcross by Marie Lu. This is the first in a series, right? It is. The Warcross series. Mm. And you don't know the premise. At all. Didn't even read the back of the book, the summary, nothing. No. I think it has something to do with video games, which was confirmed in the first five pages. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. Okay. Well, we're going to start with uh, section one here. Let's talk about the setting that we've been introduced to in these first five pages. We're in Manhattan. Yes, we are. And uh, it's winter. It's quite cold. In fact, mm-hmm. the first line of the book was, it's too damn cold for me to be on a hunt. Mm-hmm. So they're emphasizing really? the cold. Yep. It's, they, they emphasize it a few times. It's it's blisteringly cold. So mm-hmm. cold, in fact, that she warms herself up with her little electric skateboard when she comes inside from the outside. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm basking in the warmth of this. It's mm-hmm. that kind of cold where you get yeah. in and you're like, oh, you know, you're yeah. shivering. She's got a scarf around her face. Yes, yes. Pretty oh, cold. a scarf around her face, right. Yeah. So uh, it's the future. Yeah, although there's not a ton of indication for that. I mean, I... Obviously, this is taking place in a place where this Warcross game exists, right? And her skateboard is electric. But, like, other than that, what indications did you get that, like, it was the future? Well, she said that crime has gotten so bad recently. She did say that, increasing crime. That the cops are paying bounties because they don't have time to catch petty theft and all that true although i feel like this could just be like an alternate reality rather than future per se but i i mean i agree i think it has a future vibe i was i was thinking that too Um, okay 
I thought that there's sort of like a cyberpunk vibe uh-huh. of uh, it's got like Blade Runner vibes a little bit of it's if, if it is the future, it's this future where things aren't sleek and clean. It's yeah, uh, things are run down. They, they mention that a lot, that th- the things she's using are old. It says the board, her skateboard is old and used like everything else I own. It's blue paint almost entirely scraped off to reveal cheap silver plastic underneath. Mm-hmm. And then there's also another part where she's talking about her phone. And she yeah. says, my phone's a cracked, beat up old thing with an antique battery that's on its last legs. Mm-hmm. Which I like that. I remember hearing about um, one of the first movies that did this kind of thing was the movie Alien. Mm-hmm. Up until then, a lot of science fiction was like everything's perfect and platinum yeah. and chrome and shiny. Mm-hmm. And then Alien was like, well, realistically, in the future, there will be old things that people mm-hmm. use and things can still be rusty. Mm-hmm. And even though they have this good technology and all that. I yeah. Thought, so I, I kind of like that aspect of it. It kind of reminded me, well, in more than one way, but of Ready Player One, because that has a similar vibe too, right? Like, a lot of the planet is junky and people are living in like these essentially trailer parks and all of his equipment for the game is old, uh, you know. So it's just, yeah, it's interesting. I guess the, the other aspect of the setting that I noted was, well, the high crime. Of, mm-hmm. It's this very, it's kind of bleak. Uh, yeah. The, the, the city is portrayed as a bit of like dog eat dog kind of vibe Mm -hmm. is really emphasized i mean the only interaction she really has with another person is a taxi driver saying hey you cut me off and like the bleakness has Mm -hmm. been emphasized a bit i think the other thing too is the the obvious thing right that warcross is everywhere like there's Mm -hmm. she's in Times square and everything on the screen is about the warcross tournament and it even, did you read, I, I didn't know if this counted, but there was like that little bit before chapter one. It was like the little excerpt from the newspaper about Hideo oh, Tanaka. I didn't read that. Okay. Well, anyway, it said that 90% of people age 12 to 30 play Warcross regularly, at okay. least once a week. So I feel like that's a setup for like the the universe we're in. This is a... a a game that's bigger than any sports thing we've got going on now and it's consumed this this world yeah and i've got some questions about it which i guess we'll get to in a bit but the it that also gave me the blade runner vibes of it's this dark cold bleak setting with shiny neon lights and and things like that in the distance which i don't know if you've seen blade runner but that's a big part of the aesthetic uh and and it seems too that there's this aspect of the culture. <coughs> it's very capitalist and and money hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's collecting money on bounties. There's mm-hmm. celebrities smiling down from these giant advertisements. There's this one part. It says they smile down at me, their mouths big enough to swallow the city, and as I look on, they all hold up cans of soda, declaring Coca-Cola their drink of choice during game season. Mm-hmm. So it's this sense of uh, endorsement and product advertisement Mm -hmm. seems to be emphasized as well Mm -hmm. so do you want to move on to the character yeah okay so section two character uh what have we learned about this main character so far do you know her name uh 
I don't. No. I yeah, don't. I don't know her name. I, no. Do you know how old she is? No. I, although, I, though I get a sense that she's a teenager because she says she should oh, be studying. She said that she would have been in her first year of college. Okay. Uh, so she's at 18, yeah. maybe. Okay, okay. Uh, These are questions that I was jotting down that I was like, I don't know enough about this character yet. <laughs> yeah. We do know she has rainbow hair. Yep. And she is a she. Took me three or four pages to figure out if... I was like, I think she's a she, just like from the way she's being described. Yeah. But I, it wasn't clear until <laughs> uh, she said that she was female. I wrote that she's probably fit in some way. Yeah, I like mean, sporty. I mean, she's like maneuvering through the streets. Yeah. And uh, I was picturing, I don't know if this is just making assumptions, but her outfit, I'm guessing, is a bit punk rockish a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, a little edgy. You know, I don't think she's wearing a dress or anything. Uh, she's wearing boots. It says that she, she puts her boot down on her bike pedal or mm-hmm. skateboard. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, personality traits, what'd you got? Well, uh, these were kind of more like just facts about her. Um, she's poor. She doesn't have a lot of money. That's like a big topic that she goes into in these first mm-hmm. five pages. Because that's the reason that she's so on this bounty hunting thing is because she doesn't have a way to pay for her rent. And she mentions that her father died several years ago and she stopped going to school and since then she's kind of been struggling to pay her bills uh slash not be homeless and so she's got kind of like this survivalist vibe i put that kind of thing too. yeah i put um, i put kind of jaded no nonsense matter of fact sarcastic yeah those sorts of things yeah a little bit like uh, maybe cold you yeah. know i mean she's she needs this money and she's going to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it might be this is we're meeting the the version of her that is after her dad has died, mm-hmm. which seems like this is not her normal self. Sure. You know, she used to be a different person, but now she's become this person. Uh, I put the dad dying thing on values. It seems that she must have liked her dad or, or cared about him. Because she struggled apparently yeah, she, after he She passed. got expelled from school after he died. What else did you put on values? I think, yeah, that's all I put. I put money in survival. That's what yeah. I put. I put, she, she seems to want a normal life. She she mentions that the things that she's doing right now are not what she should be doing. She mm-hmm. said, uh, someone my age should be in school studying. And she doesn't seem to imply that she wishes that she she's glad she's not studying it seems yeah. like she, she wishes that that was still her that life that had worked out yeah this has all happened to her i wrote what she doesn't seem to value is justice interestingly <laughs> she's a bounty hunter but not because she thinks these criminals need, need to be t- she's just in it for the money mm-hmm. she's just trying to get by mm-hmm. which which brought up i'm wondering if that's going to end up being some sort of character arc for her yeah or she's going to end up going on a bounty hunt or or something of the sort and come to a moral dilemma uh right this person doesn't deserve to be caught and even though i'm going to get lots of money that kind of thing because she does say that thing like when the taxi driver when she cuts off the taxi driver she does say that like normally she tries to be a nice person and apologize so like she obviously has like 
some morals, mm-hmm. but they're being superseded by her need to survive in this world that she's in right now. So yeah, I think that's a reasonable. I I feel like she would struggle between survival and doing what she thinks is right you know right and i'm guessing warcross is going to play a role in the bounty hunting and the uh well this gets down to skills but hacking the technology skills she has yeah so in fact uh you said you didn't read the back of the book the summary i did and (laughs) I was, it, it kind of answers that question. Okay. On the back, it says she, she hacks her way into the Warcross opening ceremony game and becomes this like national sensation. What? Accidentally. Oh, accidentally. Yeah. So it doesn't give a ton of detail, but that's what it said. Yeah. So it seems like her hacking ability is going to play a big role in the story and uh, the bounty hunting as well. Yeah. So. Uh, did you have anything else on skills? No, those are literally the two things I wrote down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Casting call. This is section three. You know, I started doing this a while ago where it, I think it's fun to cast the novel I'm reading. In my head, I picture a particular actor uh, playing the role. And at the end of the book, like I read 1984... And uh, I cast, I think I cast Ryan Gosling because I love me. <laughs> you I love just, Ryan I Gosling. I love me some Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and you know what? He he put on a great performance. <laughs> he is os- Oscar worthy at the end of that book. But it's just kind of funny. Like when I think of that book now, I'm like, oh yeah, Ryan Gosling. Nice. <laughs> uh, That's funny. So who who are you casting for the role of nameless uh, main character here? <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a lot to go on, but I I thought of... Do you know who Midori Francis is? No. She is in uh, that the Sex Lives of College Girls show that we watched. Okay. She's the one that, like, is in charge of, like, the, the female, like, house that the one girl has to go volunteer in. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see her in this. Yeah. I think she, the reason I like her for it is because she's got like a real tough vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like sporty looking. But you can also, I don't know, she just, at least in, in that show, which, uh, you know, in all fairness is the only thing I've seen her in, but she's like also like good at like having, uh, like you can tell she has a heart kind of thing. Um. And I feel like that's where this character is going to go eventually. So, also, you and I talked about this, and we don't know young actors. So, no. I was like, oh, she's in a college show? That's youngish. The the only cast, I made two decisions. One of them, I I think I'm right about this. Uh, Euphoria stars, is that Zendaya? Uh Uh-huh. I think she could do this. Oh, I can see that too. She's got a tough vibe too. Yeah, and I think you know we 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 see this as jaded and no nonsense and mm-hmm. almost like you, they might look a little depressed. Yeah, and she definitely pulls that off really well in Euphoria. Yeah. So I think that could work. I, I also see that. wrote down Chloe Grace Moretz. Who's that? Uh, she was in Kick Ass when she was younger. She played in the new Carrie, the new Stephen King adaptation. 
you'd probably recognize her. She's been in. She was in the Fifth Wave movie. I'm looking. I'm looking her up. Ah. Oh yeah. Okay. I think she's got a, a kind of like a sarcastic vibe to mm-hmm. her, which I think she could do this pretty well. And yeah. Kick-Ass was a big action movie, and this seems like this might have some action. So. Yeah. Okay. I, I could kind of picture her. But I, I think I like your choice the best. I'm going to I'm gonna picture her. Oh, wow. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did. I also cast... Uh, am I not supposed to say this? <laughs> you can say. Okay. I also cast the the guy who makes the video game. He's, like, not really in the story other than, like, she sees him in the newspaper i think he's going to be in the story right which is why i decided that i was going to cast him is because i felt like he uh you know would need to be in it eventually (laughs) um (laughs) so i picked uh henry golding he is the main guy in Crazy Rich Asians, the one that's like ridiculously good looking. Mm, he is ridiculously good. Yeah, looking. but he's got like this really uh, kind of like businessman like look okay. vibe. Like he's like young and charming, but also like very good at being serious looking. Could be and, a Silicon Valley type. Yeah, and that's what I was picturing this guy as being because the the it says in the newspaper that he turns 21 right so mm-hmm. he's really young yeah so i was like well you'd want someone who's like can look serious but also looks like they're 21 mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that was my other casting okay. choice okay let's move on to the next section okay this is questions and predictions i struggled with coming up with questions because I literally have no idea what this book is about. I have no idea where it's going. Well, wouldn't that give you lots of questions? Right. Well, yeah, but like, where do you even start? Because like... Why did she get expelled? I want to know. See, you, you know, when you kept saying these, like the questions that you were thinking of, they're all like, like minutia. I want to know, like, what's the big picture here? (laughs) You know? So Uh, I have... Will she be able to get enough money to avoid homelessness? Mm. Yeah, I'm guessing that she is going to be offered a big bounty that's going to, like, solve her problems. But there's going to be issues with that possibility. Okay. I I put that she's going to somehow participate in the work cross championship. Mm. Well, the the back of the book money. seems to imply that something happens along with her participating in war cross. Oh, so she so. does participate. Well, she hacks into that opening ceremony I game. know, but well, okay. Which is uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that implied that she was going to be in it, but that's cool. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, what did you have? Well, I uh, I had the why did she get expelled thing. Which she said more on that later, which implies that it is. There's a story to it. There is some importance to it about her character or whatever. Uh, My other question is, what's the gameplay of Warcross like? I I thought that was I thought of that after I had written my first two questions, and there's not space for a third one. But I was like, I want to know what is this game? Yeah. What are you doing in Warcross? To me, I'm guessing war. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) It must just be like a fun battle game like call of duty or halo but that just doesn't seem like it would appeal to 90 percent of the population that's a good point that is a good point you know 
Yeah. Seems like maybe it would be more like, uh, I don't know, some sort of like collaborative, like where you have like an avatar, like where mm-hmm. you're like m- interacting with other people in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I if, if if the back of the book said Warcross is not just a game, it's a way of life for, for the people that play it. Yeah, like so, it's some sort of like a world that you go into, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I wondered that too. I was like, I want to know. Yeah, because there was that part where they said that one of the participants was on the big screen in Times Square and that she was wearing her, the, her avatar's. Mm-hmm costume which like indicated to me that they get to be individualized not like everybody's wearing army fatigues which is also ready player one-ish yeah i thought that too yeah Yeah. that like this this is what this person looks like in warcross (laughs) you know you know it made me think of i bet you know i'm so out of the loop with with the hip hip young kiddos these days but i bet there's somebody who is who has a very famous avatar that the that most kids who play video games would recognize? Yeah. You'd be like, who's the most famous avatar in the world? And they'd yeah. Be like, oh, definitely, blah blah blah. He's the greatest yeah. Fortnite player of all time. I was time. gonna say Fortnite or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's definitely. I, don't know, I was just thinking about that. I did have one question that is kind of like yours, where it's big picture stuff. Yeah. And it we mentioned it earlier, but I I asked, will she have to consider her morals? Yeah. Over money at some point, and that'll yeah. be some big decision she has to make right will that be part of her character development so and obviously you think yes <laughs> yes I, I assume something <laughs> that like is that my is prediction um the other question i had is is she gonna meet this tanaka fellow mm-hmm. um it see i it seems like from the first five pages that she will like he's he's been in the story multiple times she is obsessed with him for some reason that she's not yet discussed because we only read the first five pages but if i remember right the the back of the book says something like he he meets with her and asks her to do something okay after she hacks in well see that makes sense i read only half of the back of the book because i was annoyed at how much information it was giving me yeah uh which is my big pet peeve with trailers as well just Mm -hmm. you're spoiling all the fun stuff yeah but how else are they gonna get you to do it you know they gotta make you interested yeah well they could listen to our podcast (laughs) <laughs> just read the first five pages <laughs> yeah. uh, alright last section here author's style what did you say for this Tay? okay well I'm gonna use like the not technical terms for anything um, I'm just gonna like say what I feel okay um, so I put uh, first person action from the start slowly revealing story details I felt it was very uh, exposition heavy where it's, I wrote down very talk to the reader. The narrator is talking directly to the reader and, and sort of acknowledging the fact that there is someone they're telling this story to. Who doesn't know what's going on in the world like like <laughs> like for example like here though it says i started skipping classes after dad died and i dropped out entirely several years ago okay fine technically i was expelled but i swear i would have quit anyway uh-huh. more on yeah. that later which is like right i'm telling you a story you yeah. are a participant in this story it, it it has the vibe of if this was a movie there's a voiceover narration you right. know we're watching her skateboard through the streets and she's saying that's me 
you know, yeah. <laughs> at this point in my, you know, that kind yes. of thing. Uh, it's a freeze frame. <laughs> it's like, so how did I get here? She breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote um, frantic and desperate is kind of what the tone is of the story fast paced. But also like she's a little bit badass about it. It's not completely like she's like she's not like falling apart, obviously. Yeah, she's got a sense of humor a little bit. Yeah. Uh a little sarcasm. So yeah, it's not a depressing story so far. It's just uh a bleak setting. Right. This the setting is a little bit yeah, yeah like desperate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, any other final thoughts? This seems like a book that uh, a lot of kiddos I know would like. I mean, video games? Avatar. That's an easy sell, you know? Yeah. And it, it, Ready Player One has a really cool premise that kids would like, but it's not the most kid-friendly plot because of all the 80s references. Right. And this will have that same vibe mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, this video game that encompasses the world. And people yeah. live their lives in it, but it's not just a bunch of '80s references. So, right, that's cool. All right, well, first, first, first five pager <laughs> episode. Yes, in the first, bag. First five pages episode. Yeah. So we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks, probably. To do our review of Amari and Night Brothers. How are you doing on that, Timby? I haven't started. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll get it done. You always do. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. Bye. Bye.